It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show with your host, Nadia Khalil. Good morning, everybody, and happy 2020. We're finally here. It's the first day of the year, and we're starting it together. And I have to tell you, I get this... Um, in the studio of Blog Talk, they have this switchboard. So when people call it, I don't know who they are, but it has this whole list of numbers. But all the area codes from California are not there. I don't even think there's one in all of them. It's like so crazy. But I don't blame them. I just, that's the way it is. I get, I get the East Coast. I get Canada's numbers, I get all these numbers, but I haven't seen um, anything from this side of the globe, at least not yet. So anyway, I think that was funny and very befitting. So it is a new year. I see Maria joined the group. Yay, Maria, you're here. And everyone's starting to wake up. So it's really cool. So today, starting the new year, is going back to our first relationship that sets the tone for all of our relationships. I want everyone to think back to their first friendships, their first relationships, how nice we were, how kind we were, how so unassuming because we haven't been injured yet. And then the injury comes in and it starts to shape our behavior. But our ground zero still has the bones that keep us going. It still has the hope. It still has the desire. It still has the emotion to want to connect, either in a friendship or a partnership or with any of the relationships we have around us. I know this is Relationship Wednesday, boy, girl, but the way we are in one place should actually be the way we are everywhere. And there's a reason for that. You can't just be nice because you have a relationship, and then when you're not in a relationship, you're really hard to deal with, and you're crabby, and you're, you know, letting everyone know how unhappy you are. Our ground zero for every single one of us starts out with a hope that allows us to be happy and to try. We all have a memory that we constantly say, yeah, but, yeah, but we're all bad. Yeah, but we're all this. Yeah, but I shouldn't trust anyone. Well, if you take that attitude, 
it's hard for people to stick to that. They may hear it. They may back and forth with you. But after a while, that gets old and boring. Because who wants to know so predictably everything you're against? And then the two or three things you're for are the only things they could actually do without a comment or something that puts you down. So that memory, we have to say, like we talked about yesterday, what really happened? Why did I take that away from it? Was I hurt and then I wanted to basically run away, but I stayed and that made me get hurt some more? Did I not fight for myself well? Did I not represent myself well? Was I unable to express my feelings because it has nothing to do with the other person as much as it has to do with how you react? And yet we base all of our decisions on what happened before. Well, I'm not going to do that again. That didn't work. Well, I'm going to do that. That worked. But there are things that will work all the time. Because that first effect had such an important part of who we shaped ourselves to be. But if we go back to the fork in the road and we say, what did we really want? Like, I was 13 or 15 when I first had my I like you relationship. Did I really think I was going to marry that person? No one tells us that at 13. We even logically don't know people who met at 13 and married and had children and had a family. But yet the fantasy is so high and so repeated. First loves and, you know, breaking up is bad and all of this stuff that we internalize all that information and that becomes how we react and the effects of it that keep on showing up where you don't trust people, so you don't want to make friendships. And if you do make friendships, you find everything that's wrong with them. You you don't agree on anything. That friendship isn't going to last too long, is it? Because the person's already going to know no matter what they do, there isn't an agreement. So, as the first of the year, I said, Christ, and this was literally five minutes before the show, what makes every relationship work in our lives? Because this will heal us. It will heal what we did, why we did it, how it got there, because we were half of it. It's never just the other person did this, did that, because we are accepting it. We have to take responsibility for that. The hardest thing, I think for me in my lifetime, was to go back and say, I already knew that we were very different. Granted, it was an arranged marriage, but I knew we were different even before going in. And so 
it's not that it taught me because I didn't have that actual choice at the time, but it taught me that we all know. As I got to know people, and I used to think, well, it's only the Arabic people who do that, I found out everyone did it just under a different kind of umbrella where they passed warning signs. And when we pass warning signs, one day we're going to go back and say, oh, my God, that was the red flag. I felt that. And if we can trust who we are by saying, wow, I really knew that. I knew there was something wrong. I never said anything. I never addressed it, but it was the underlining issue. And the fact that I knew it was wrong and tried to make it right wasn't even mine to do. It was really the other person. And the things they thought about me wasn't theirs to do. But I did learn something. If you're ever around another human being that puts you down when you are happy and shows up when you fall down and is only nice to you when you've fallen down, what happens to the other person that's with them? They keep falling down because that's the only time they get love. And they tell them, oh, but when you're okay, I'm going to see you soar because they're really great cheerleaders. But when you get there, they become very competitive with you. And now they're trying to put you down so that they can be the hero. And then you say, oh, so I was doing that because that way I got attention. For people who get attention when they're sick, and now they're always sick. Nobody else notices them otherwise. Their sickness, their illness becomes their identifier in their relationships. Whether it's a parent, a sibling, a coworker, a partner. So what did Christ tell me? And this is something we can all do. We don't need to buy anything to do it. We don't need to try anything to do it. All we need to do is do it. That every day, and it takes a second to think it, be grateful for all your relationships. If there's one thing I can tell you to take with you everywhere you go, and I know we're grateful, and sometimes we forget, we just forget grateful, but grateful is the new medicine, in my opinion, because when we start to look at what we are grateful for, we start to understand. Sorry, I just hit a spider with my phone. <laughs> I was sitting there doing the show. And I see this big black spider just crawling on top of a box. And I thought, oh, no, that's not going to happen while I'm doing a show. And I just, I'm sorry, spider, I killed you. Usually I save them and take them outside, but this was too fast, and I'm doing the show. 
So anyway, sorry for that segue. I'm just grateful that I saw that spider because otherwise it might have been up my leg. So anyway, to get back to business, um, but being grateful, that alone, when I say, gosh, I'm grateful to have a daughter and a son, I'm grateful we live in a house. Or an apartment. I am grateful that I have food. I know I was going to say cupboard. It's a pantry now, but we used to call them cupboards. That we have food in the pantry. I'm grateful that I can decide what I would like to do today. I'm grateful that I have a relationship to be in, that I can be with somebody that I can enjoy life with and share life with. I'm grateful that I have a car to take me places so that I can get around. When you start talking like that, your entire demeanor changes. So let's say every relationship you have, you look at as being grateful for. Before you get mad at them, say, I'm grateful that this person is in my life. You're going to treat them differently than, oh, they're going to get it now. I can't believe they did this. One day, We are going to look at people not as possessions that we own them because they love us, but we are going to look at them as accelerators. We're going to look at others as people who grow us and teach us and What will happen to us over time is that when we interact with people or we intersect where we're going to be with them for a while, maybe even the rest of our lives, we will be grateful for each day along the way, knowing that that person is teaching us. We will know that people will evolve in and out of our lives and we will be thankful for them. instead of angry breakups. And that is already starting to happen. It's been for a few years where people break up and they they even make an announcement that, you know, someone called it decoupling. Another person said, we are friends. We are going to co-parent together. We are starting to get out of the old paradigm of anger-based breakups. Whether it's a friendship and you roll your eyes like, yeah, that was a mistake. No, it wasn't. What did you learn from that person? Because if you call it a mistake, you're going to find another person just like that with different color eyes, different color hair, same personality. 
because you're going to meet that person. You're going to already know what that personality is like. You're going to get that warm, fuzzy feeling, thinking it's love, but really it's just recognition. But being grateful. So what does grateful look like every single day? Because that's even the bigger thing. People say, okay, so I'm grateful for everything. I went through my whole list. Yeah. Okay. Do you feel better? I don't know. Well, I'm pretty sure I would bet you do. But every single day, grateful says thank you. Thank you for doing the shopping. Thank you for not parking your car so close that I couldn't get into my car in the garage. I know that sounds silly, but if you're one of, if you're in that position, that's a big deal because you need to be able to get into your car. Thank you for grabbing the dishes. Thank you for taking out the trash. Now, you don't need to walk around chasing them saying thank you, just when you notice. When you notice. Thank you for being in my life before you go to bed at night. Letting the other person know that you are happy right where you're at will give that other person wings in your relationship. Imagine instead of telling your child everything they've done wrong and constantly trying to correct it, saying, I'm so happy I'm your mom. I'm so lucky I'm your mom. I'm so happy you're my friend. Or when you go to work and you happen to talk to your boss, I'm really happy here. Thank you for running a great ship. I really appreciate your efforts. It makes a difference in my daily life when the time is appropriate. Because those little truths that we think the other person just knows they don't. And when you say it, it carries a long way. So first, we're being grateful with ourselves for the simple things that we have. Because anything outside of those simple things is going to come and go. But shelter, food, love, Those things are in our lives forever. No matter what the shelter looks like, no matter how much food you have, no matter whatever, those things are precious. Those are our most precious things. When we don't have those things, nothing else can matter the same. But now we are appreciating verbally in our actions, in our words, that appreciation for the people around us. Because what happens is not only do you rise, now your environment is rising. And then you're living in a better place. And that's because of the healing of kind words. And that was the next thing Christ said. After being grateful for your relationships and what you have in your life, saying thank you and being kind. Nobody ever won a race undermining another person. 
They may have won a temporary race, but they will never get to the finish line the same because they will always know that they had to put someone else down or cheat or do something to get there. If I had to choose between the two, I would rather lose and feel like I was clean than to win and feel like I wasn't. Being kind takes an entire boatload of understanding that not only you feeling okay, but treating the other person as though they are okay. Not your opinion of them or your judgment of them. And sometimes you may not understand what they're saying or talking about. And instead of making fun of them, instead of attacking them, you can come to them and say, what do you actually mean about that? What does that mean to you? And you may be pleasantly surprised that it's nothing like what you thought. And the other person understands that you're very generous with your love and time enough to have asked them instead of just do the knee-jerk reaction and attack or put them down. Kids who are treated by parents who ask them questions, become inquisitive, and love to do the research and love to do the trying. And kids who are put down don't even try the research because they believe that they don't know how to do anything. So if you get into a relationship and you treat someone like that, they're going to always feel inadequate to the point where they just they just want to feel adequate somewhere. Being together is no longer just about love. It's about living a life that doesn't carry a boatload of pressure because we cannot sustain in that environment. It's like a job where everything's going wrong and every day nobody's making it better. You end up having to leave because you're either going to have to be part of the problem or part of the solution. And I see Liam wrote in the chat, Tom Hanks was on a British TV show last night, and he said the three secrets of happiness are be kind, be kind, and be kind. That's true. Kindness is our greatest superpower. There is one. It's like in real estate, location, location, location. It's the same thing over and over again. Never changes. But this is the one that Christ said. That took me by surprise this morning, and I I don't know how you guys feel. Maybe in the chat you can tell me as well. But he said, treat yourself as you would want to be treated. And you know how we always say treat others as as you would treat yourself? But he's saying first to treat yourself as you would want to be treated. Why? That's so huge because whatever you are willing to do for you is what you will accept. If you don't take care of yourself, you will accept somebody else not being okay with you. Now, I'm going to say that again. If you don't take care of yourself, you will accept 
someone else not taking care of you. And Liam, again, that's the teaching of our time, self-love as opposed to trying to love others. Because that saying, if you can't love yourself, you can't love anyone else, is as true as the day is long. Only because you would not know the value. You would not know the value of love. It's not rocket science, but it's true. So treating yourself as you would want to be treated is another thing. And I know Dr. Phil, if anyone knows who Dr. Phil is, he says, I got this from him. We will always teach people how to treat us. If we are kind, people will treat us in kind. And if they don't, we will know that they're not kind. We will know that they have not gotten enough lessons to realize that that's a strength. And we will be able to make a decision on what we invite and give permission to to come in our life. When, when Christ says things like, run, don't walk away, why do you think he says that? Do you think because he's mean? He's not mean. He just knows that there, there's that thing that there's those who know those who don't know, and those who don't want to know. Those who know cannot teach those who don't want to know. You're too much for them. So the person who doesn't want to know, there's those who know, those who want to know, and those who don't. The ones who are right in the middle are the ones who can teach those who don't want to know. So you have to release them back into the world so that they can meet the right crowd, because God doesn't leave anyone behind. There was a comment, I read it yesterday, and it said that, and yeah, God doesn't leave anyone behind, but we need to find the right teachers. It's not that you're discounting. When when Christ says, run, don't walk away, he's not telling you to just, you'd be running all day if you were judging people. It's not about judgment at all. It's about us, you know, it's life is a maze, finding our right way to the exit. There were people I met in my life that I knew had to run away from me because I wasn't even near their level of self-understanding. For me to try to learn from them was a too big of a leap at the time. But as life started to filter through and I started to experience things, I understood them better over time. But I had a lot of learning to do before I got there. I would know instinctively where I belonged and where I didn't. Because I would feel like even if there was a fight in the middle of it all, I needed that fight to hone my own thought my own feelings about life as I was growing. Being kind enough about it. You don't go to the person, hey, you're scum, I'm, I'm going to walk away from you or run away from you because you're that person. That's not at all what it is. God doesn't leave anyone behind. 
there is no soul more important than another. But if we don't look at people as possessions and we look at them as accelerators, because the people we meet, the people we love close, they're going to teach us something. How many times have I heard new parents say, that kid who can't talk, that's just laying there in bed with a diaper on, has just taught me more about life than I have ever learned. Because we learn to care for another person in a different way. From the very beginning, we are taking care of them. Their very beginning. In our very beginning, as a parent, it takes a human being who is a first-time parent a year to realize they are a parent. Because at first, they're just reacting, reacting, reacting. It takes a baby that comes out of the womb, which is why they sleep so much in the beginning, for the most part. They sleep so much in the beginning because it takes them a month to acclimate being out of the womb. Because they know that, they wrap the baby tightly. They look like they're in a little cocoon when you bring them home in a blanket to give them to mimic that same feeling of being in the womb. Because it's warm in there. When you come out, it's pretty darn cold, considering. But they learn. They adapt. We transition. And the last thing, I only have like a minute left, but choose your battles and turn your battles into bridges. Choose your battles. There may be things you don't like or you don't want to participate in. Find a way to turn them into bridges. Say thank you, be kind, treat yourself as you would want to be treated. Choose your battles and turn them into bridges. And look at your partners, not as possessions, but as accelerators. Top five ways to be grateful. You guys, happy new year. I will see you tomorrow, January 2nd. I love you guys, and happy new year again. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.